Cancer didn't define me, it redesigned me. This is Denise D. Simone, and you are listening to So Much More Than Cancer, a podcast presented by From Stage 4 to Center Stage. There is no doubt about it. The words, you have cancer, are devastating. I heard these words in 2005 when I was diagnosed with stage 4 throat and neck cancer and was given only three months to live. Well, that was 15 years ago, and I am still here, and I'm better than ever. My guests and I are on a mission to inspire and empower the cancer community. Cancer's a wake-up call. It's a divine invitation to dig deep into your soul. Cancer doesn't have to define you. It can redesign you as well. I want you to know, no matter where you are in your journey, you are so much more than cancer. So let's be brave, let's have some fun, and let's get after it. I'm your host, Denise D. Simone, and you are listening to So Much More Than Cancer. Well, welcome back to So Much More Than Cancer. It's so good to have you all with us again. And today, I am so excited, so excited to have Dr. Tony DeLisi with me. And uh, we are good friends, full disclosure, full transparency. We have been dear, dear friends for over 40 years. And Dr. Tony DeLisi is a doctor of psychology and one of the most fabulous women people I've ever known. She has been a friend, a mentor to me. And when I was going through my cancer journey, she was not only a dear friend, but she jumped in and she and her husband helped take care of me as well. Their generosity was um, heartwarming, heartfelt, and so appreciated by me and my family. So welcome, Dr. Tony DeLisi. How are you today? I'm very glad to be here with you, Denise. No, I'm excited. Thanks for inviting me. Yes. Well, thanks for saying yes, yes, (laughs) yes. I'm excited too, and I'm so happy Um, that you're here to share because um, today's topic is care for the caregiver. And you were so helpful and so loving and kind, you and your husband, who was also a dear friend of mine as well for that many years. And then he got diagnosed with cancer himself. So I want to talk today and touch on what it has been like for you to go through that with him, how you can help caregivers um, with a little bit of advice of, of what you need to do in times that are so stressful like this. It's not you, but it's someone you love. And oftentimes I find that that can be harder than taking it on yourself. And I also want to talk about um, your own self-care and what would you say and what bits of advice do you have for other caregivers about taking care of themselves? Yes, and that's very important throughout the whole experience. Um, Ours started about 12 years ago when my husband was diagnosed with prostate cancer, which was successfully treated. Mm -hmm. And... We had a couple of years of relatively quiet health news, but then he's gone on to be diagnosed up to the last one, which was his sixth form of cancer. Mm. So especially these last three or four years have been a constant dealing with 
um, whatever cancer he was experiencing and the going to the hospital and get the treatments and helping him cope with that here at home. Um, it, it helped to have a partner that has a wonderful sense of humor. Yeah. So we, we find ourselves laughing in spite of what we're dealing with. Um, mm -hmm. Let's see, what else can I tell you about it? Um, it is hard to watch the one you love suffer so much. Mm -hmm. And you have to be, I have to be both aware of how he's doing, but also how I'm responding to him. Because there have been moments when I found myself being angry with him. And I knew that that wasn't a good place for me to be. And when mm -hmm. I could sense that, it, it really reminded me to it's time for you to take take better care of yourself, mm -hmm. whether it's go for a walk or get together with a friend, which is harder to do now with COVID and when dealing with those issues as well. Um, spending an afternoon reading a book or just, you know, just saying, you know, I need some I need some alone time mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and take and taking care of myself that way. Mm -hmm. I also um, started doing an, ex, an exercise program with a trainer who used to come to our house, but now does it you know, over the computer, mm -hmm. virtual. Mm -hmm. so, yes. So <laughs> um, the, the mental health, the emotional and the physical and is the physical. important. And I want to rewind a minute about what you said about you found yourself being angry with him. And I... I would say it's, you know, I always say to people and I talk to people about I had a wiffle ball bat because it was my anger management tool. We are humans and it is somewhat angering when things disrupt our natural mm -hmm. life. And, you know, you guys are retirement age. You've worked so hard your whole lives. And then you're, you know, supposed to be off and enjoying the golden years. And, and we, we, we find ourselves dealing with something that can be angering because I think you're, people can get angry and it's really not at the person, it's at the situation. So yeah. I always encourage, you have to let that, I mean, you're a doctor of psychology, you know, <laughs> you know more than anybody how important it is to feel the emotion don't try to push it down, go through it. And, you know, what you said about reading a book or taking a walk or being with a friend, whatever it is, you know, maybe it's have a glass of wine or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whatever, whatever it is, it's so yeah. critically important, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And and having if, if you have someone who's also been experiencing that where they've had a, a, a to be a caregiver to a loved one. Mm -hmm. who, un who understands what that's like is helpful too. And I'm fortunate that I have several of those friends that mm -hmm. I can I can say how I'm feeling without being judged. So as sad as it is, you have a lot of those friends. It's, it's right, right. You know, yes. It's, it's so yes. rampant. Um, and that that also that uh, judgment. So, and sometimes the people who we believe to be our close friends are not capable of being non-judgmental and it doesn't mean that they're not a good friend it just means they're not the right person for this moment That's and well said 
Well, well, well said, because, you know, it triggers a lot of things and a lot of people in different ways. And they might, you know, when I went through my um, journey, there were a handful of, I mean, I had a lot of people, you were one of them, but there were people that just walked away from me because they couldn't deal with it. They couldn't deal, they they already had me dead when I was standing in front of them. (laughs) And they were, they were, you know, lamenting the fact that I was so sick and probably going to die. And they didn't want to feel that pain any worse than they would. So they kind of exited stage left. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess it just comes down to, we have to be present to the truth and keep ourselves really balanced and aligned, especially caregivers. You know, it's, it's so um, critically important for your health because caregivers can get themselves sick if they're pushing too much. Yes, that's absolutely true. And so thinking of what you're reminding me of is also paying attention to the little things like eating. Well, they're not little, but eating carefully. Be careful that you are eating and that yeah. you're eating regularly, getting enough sleep. Uh, absolutely critical um and the exercise and using you know whether it's um herbal teas or something that really just the the ritual of creating making a cup of tea can be mm -hmm. calming at times Mm -hmm. and so that's helpful also um one of the things that hank and i did when he was more uh quarantined in one of his treatments is looking for funny tv shows or or funny movies things that would help us laugh when we weren't capable of laughing on our own at our own jokes so um looking for that really helped us well that's so cool because i was gonna um loop back to what you said about good thing you have a a partner that has such a good sense of humor and and my goodness that he sure does i've i've barely laughed more with the two of you in my life than anybody else (laughs) And then I know some funny people, so you guys are at the top of the list. But it's so critically important, you know, to have that um, element of healing. You know, Norman Cousins, he healed himself. When he got a cancer diagnosis, he locked himself in a room for seven months with nothing but comedy and laughed himself to help. Dr. Bernie Siegel um, who's a guest on the pod, one of these podcast episodes with me, he says happy people don't get that sick or they heal faster. And I just think laughter, cancer is a serious situation. But you know what? We just can't take anything so freaking seriously to the point where it ruins every other aspect of our lives, right? Right. Absolutely right. Yes. And, and another thing, for some reason, that made me think of Sometimes you need to tell your partner, the one who is ill, that they need to take a break, (laughs) that they need that if they're tired. I know that Hank would often be complaining because he felt so tired. And I kept saying, if you're tired, go take a nap. It's okay to Mm -hmm. go to take care of yourself that way, too. And to say, Mm -hmm. you know, I just need to take I need to take a nap (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that's okay. Mm -hmm. That kind of surrender is sometimes hard. I know I used to resist taking medicine and going and resting and all that, but that is such a really, really important element for a caregiver to, in a nice way, be able to suggest and listen to what the, the patient is saying 
Because when they can rest and take care of themselves, then it's more space for the caregiver as well. And then you come back together and it's it's like a fresh, you, you hit the refresh button on the computer inside exactly. your own head and heart. Um, I know, and, and, and caregiver support groups are very helpful. Have you ever checked in with any of those? No, I haven't actually. Um, I don't know why, but I, I know that they have been helpful. I know that um, that when my mother was ill, that she went to the support groups and found mm -hmm. them very helpful, which mm -hmm. I wouldn't have expected for mm -hmm. her. But mm -hmm. so it was a wonderful reminder that to take advantage of what support groups there are. Mm -hmm. oh, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Oh, that's fine. That's part of life. That's yeah. <laughs> cut that off. So um, your mom was ill with cancer? Yes. 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 Okay. With breast cancer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The support groups are great. I, I, I didn't do a lot of that myself, but for, for people out there dealing with cancer and specifically today we're talking about caregivers. There are so many um, places caregivers can go to get to the support they need because sometimes, I don't know, you, you tell me. Um, I think it can be a challenge to give a caregiver to give themselves permission to go and do what they need to do without feeling, I mean, is there guilt? Well, or yeah, fear that, that, that something's going to happen that requires your special touch while you're gone. But uh -huh, yeah, but but friends and neighbors who have offered to to do something for you, it's a, it's a good thing to say to them, would you on Wednesday afternoon, just come over and spend time while I go to a caregiver's support group meeting. Gotcha. And they'd be three, thrilled that you asked them because yes. they've been saying that off all, all along. How often do people say, let me know if I can do anything. I want to help, but yes. they don't have any idea what they can do for you. Yes. So when yes. you give them a specific task that's time limited, they're they're very pleased that you asked them to do that. That is such a good point. I'm glad you brought that up because inherent in us as humans, we want to help. And oftentimes when I know people are sick and the caregivers there all the time, sometimes people feel like they don't want to step into that space without being invited. But yet their heart is longing to be of service. We are we are predominantly, not everybody, um, predominantly service-oriented people as human, that's human nature. And the gift that we give those people is so enormous for them yes. to just be able to step in and help a little bit, right? Right, right. Yeah. Or in, again, COVID changes so many things, but when Hank was in the hospital at one point, I called up cousins actually and said, are you eating at home tonight? Can I come join you? Mm -hmm. And they couldn't believe that I asked. And they were, they told me that afterwards, how pleased they were that I asked if I could do that. Um, and it was great for me to be able to go over to their house and yeah. just not have to think about what, what I was going to eat or what I was going to do. So mm -hmm. you give a gift to both of you when you ask. That's that is that is so um, that is so important, and you know we need. Well, right now we're not getting a whole lot of hugs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, elbow bumps. We'll have to do <laughs> elbow bumps. I've I've taken to um, um, 
I wanted to hug one of my family members so badly in the beginning of this. And I said, here, just put your back against my back. And we hooked arms and we did a backwards <laughs> hug. And, you know, it, it actually satisfies. It's, it's a little, it'll have to suffice for now. Right. right. And, you know, the people in your bubble, you can hug. But boy, what an interesting time. And, and at this point, you know, we're all caregivers for each other. And it's yes. critically important to not just cancer, but to take care of ourselves in every and any way that we can right now on the mentals, especially our mental and spiritual aspects, because it can be very draining and challenging. And then layer on how many people are having to deal, you know, cancer hasn't gone away because COVID. Right, right, no, it hasn't. No. And, and it's really important that we actually um, address all of it in a way that will allow us to um, take on all of it and kind of compartmentalize it so we're not so overwhelmed. Good, very good point, yes. And in those moments of over overwhelm, I don't know, you, you're a pretty steady Eddie person. Um, have you done anything differently with regards to um, the things you mentioned about taking a break and going for a walk? Um, is there anything else that you're, um, do you meditate or just get quiet for a little while or sometimes you just sit in a chair and do nothing? <laughs> um, well, I use, I use a beamer. <laughs> ah. And so, Yes. So, That's not a car, right? <laughs> no, it's not a car. It's it's uh you better can explain it than I than I do, but I look forward to those eight minutes on that device. Yes. And just yes. And yeah. th those those are the times that that I often will do some meditation at the same time. Mm -hmm. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. For the listeners, Beamer, B-E-M-E-R, um, and you can definitely contact me um, through my website, So Much More Than Cancer. Uh, in fact, go there, um, you know, subscribe to the podcast, make sure you're clicking on the, uh, the, the opt-in so you can download a lot of helpful free PDFs and watch some interviews and videos of me with people. Um, and I can tell you more about the Beamer if you want to know more, but a Beamer is a device that allows um, oxygen and nutrients to be driven into the cells of the blood and all the while pulling toxins out. And it's, it's good for aligning mentally, emotionally, and physically and rebalancing the body and helping in the stress level. I know I've been using my Beamer every day for the past three years, and I... Um, I cannot live without it. It's, it's such, it's, I, I, I feel that that's really a part and parcel for my amazing health after being, you know, diagnosed 15 years ago. And I'm so happy for myself. So that's a good thing, you know, find even yes. if it's a, a device that can help um, the, your, your blood flow or whatever it is that you need. Right. Right. Yeah. And and you mentioned something about ritual. Even the simple act of making a cup of tea can be a ritual. Um, there's so many little rituals we can do, you know. There's there's right. so life is almost almost ritualistic, if you will. Yes. Just the mere fact of how you how you prepare for the day before you even get out of bed. Well, 
you're on your beamer, you're like being quiet and meditative. Right. But you know, there's things you can do to just set your set your day right. Do you have anything that you kind of do in the morning or a, a self-talk conversation that starts your day? Hmm. Not that I can think of that I do regularly, mm -hmm. other than the, the beamer. That's one thing that I I do use. Mm -hmm. Um but no, I don't do mm -hmm. anything particularly. Mm -hmm. I, I do pay attention to what I'm in the mood for, whether I'm in the mood for drinking tea or drinking coffee today. Is that which which of the two you know, am I going to indulge in? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, I know more people that drink coffee, especially when we're in Italy, right? It's rich. Right, yes. I mean, that is. It's a it's a it's a big ritual. Yes. Oh my goodness. I know. So let me ask you one more question, honey. Um if you were gonna put a message in a bottle mm -hmm. and it ended up somehow getting to a caregiver, what would that message be? Don't forget to take care of yourself because if you aren't taking care of yourself you're going to run out of steam and you won't be able to help the one that you want to take care of. Nice. So it's really important to do that and to not feel guilty about saying, I need a moment to myself. Nice. Yeah. Well, Dr. Tony DeLisi, I love you. I thank you. I so appreciate you and Hank, and I'm glad he's doing well. And I'm so happy that you are taking the steps to take care of yourself as well. So um, any last words you'd like to say? No, I just thank you for inviting me to chat with you. It's been a pleasure. And I'm, I'm glad for whoever listens and heeds us. Yes. Yeah. Well, anyone out there, wherever you are in your journey, we're here. And um, you can always reach out and we can help you in any way we can. So thank you, Tony. You're welcome. You're very welcome, Denise. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that's the end of this episode. Thank you so much for being with me. I will be back next week. I hope you will join me. Until then, know you are loved and keep a good thought. Thanks for listening to this episode of So Much More Than Cancer. Please visit www.somuchmorethancancer.com to download your free inspirational and thought-provoking gifts. While there, you can also find more information on Denise and her other offerings. Look for Denise on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. If you'd like, you can pick up a copy of Denise's book, From Stage 4 to Center Stage at the Books and Pages tab on her website. Please remember to share, subscribe, and leave a review. Until next time, stay well.